Hello and welcome to Gully Boys of Cricket, the voice of fans. I am your host Prakash Wadwa and today we have Aaron Kumar from England joining us. You know you you brought these two very good points to our attention. You know one of them is something interesting from Mark Ram Prakash, former England player, saying something about England's uh, historic cricket world cup win and the other one is also relates England and ICC where ICC reversed a decision on a test match which was forfeited by Pakistan in 2006 tell us Aaron what did Mark Ram Prakash say does it tell us something absolutely well first of all prakash good good to be with you again you know thanks for having me um yeah no it's very interesting because actually Mark Ram Prakash someone that obviously played for England for a number of years with the test coach up until till last year seen as something as an introvert um previously he was on strictly come dancing here about 14 years ago and he he won it actually that that's dancing with the stars the equivalent that we have in in England and it kind of he became something of a celebrity here so his word the reason I'm mentioning that is his word now would probably probably carry a lot more in this country he's very well known as a celebrity not just in cricket but outside as well perhaps much more than even in his playing days and um I heard him on an interview and they and they were asking him how nervous he was for that world cup final and they asked him was he at the game and he said he was it was for it for his old bat sponsor he was there doing some competition for the fans and he said he wasn't able to watch the game as much as he would want because although he was there he was doing some kind of sport but he was keeping an eye on the score and when he saw that England had tied the match prakash his initial like how ross taylor said he thought it was a sh- the trophy would be shared ram prakash looked at the wickets and he looked at the fact that um england were all out new zealand had lost eight and he automatically thought because he said all through his playing career it had always been whoever takes the most wick- most wickets or put simply loses less wickets batting uh, is the winner so he automatically thought oh well new zealand have won and then later found out it was a suit now i know we're talking about share of a trophy which is the fairest thing but the fact that a former england you know great batsman uh, and well respected pundit didn't know the result you know he thought new zealand had won the cup by virtue of losing less wickets and actually it has been that way in england especially in domestic county cricket for a long long time that's been the way so We're not saying necessarily that's the way we wanted to be Prakash, but it's very interesting that he thought that was. It shows there was no real clarity. Someone who was, he had just finished being the England Test batting coach at the time. So we're not talking about someone who's out of the game. It's someone who's in the know, and that he wasn't really that sure of the result. If anything, thought New Zealand won. So I thought that was quite interesting, Prakash. Let's take a step deeper into this. Does it tell something into the? Uh, does it take us more into the minds of? Uh, the english side because one thing you have said time and again aaron is the english fans not having that moment like ms dhoni's six for india or other historic moments that world cup winning sides have had that comes out very clear here he was at the ground a former player and he didn't know what was going on on the mind side and history side of things does it tell us more that uh, england you know they can't really this thing can't really settle in till you know something better is done of this moment it's sort of incomplete in their heads i think you're absolutely spot on prakash like i say to you i mean it's 15 years on i still remember that ashes 2005 i keep talking about that how that gap but people still talk about that series i saw a clip with ricky ponting that was published over here even though he was the losing captain still says that's probably the greatest test series he's been a part of people still will happily if there's a rain break on a test series replay the 05 ashes now you're right prakash i mean Yes there was a couple of replays for the one year anniversary. Yes they talked about it, but it's almost like an, an embarrassed awkwardness around that because 
they're happy that they've got the trophy, but I think they're very embarrassed about how they got to the point of having the trophy. And I think you're, what you said in the last show was right. Until this is actually revisited or, or looked at and, and altered to, to either share the trophy or something that's more fair, I think it is a burden on England's shoulders to a large extent. And I think you're right. Only if this is rectified will that be a weight over their shoulders. Because hearing Ramprakash talk and, and others, um, you know, so even Morgan, I said in the last one myself, Ewan Morgan is the England captain, you know, rightly seen as one of their best ever limited overs captains. You know, fantastic job he's done with the team from where they were in 2015 to now. But he himself has question marks over whether it was the fairest or right way to do it. Now, that's not how a captain of a team that's just led their side to a World Cup winning side should be feeling. You know, they should be feeling this is a great moment for the country. We don't hear any of that. We, I've not heard that at all, you know, in, in one year. And, I've been, and I live here, so I, so I think that's quite interesting. You know, this reminds me of one of the thoughts we've had earlier on this show, that uh, what is the issue with this situation? I think the issue is not in the understanding of what's right and what's wrong. Like if Mark Ramprakash feels that, we know a number of ex-players, we know a number of current players probably agree with him with this idea that something was not done right and likely a joint champion or sharing the trophy is a good thing to do. But the issue with this problem, the gap in the story is for people to believe that it's still possible, that you can still make it happen. There is no set rule written anywhere that just because on that day, July 14th, England were crowned the champions, things cannot be changed or trophy cannot be shared or you cannot do it retrospectively. And stories like this, Aaron, they are filling that gap that the thing could still be addressed. And the second story we're going to talk about, I believe that takes us even closer to filling that gap, that things can be changed, things can be readdressed. So tell us more on that. 2006, uh, I can tell you, I remember that match from the time it happened, but I don't recollect what happened with that match, to be honest, like the result was changed and it was changed again by ICC. I had no recollection of that. But I do remember that match in 2006 where Inzumam forfeited because of some controversy on the field around ball tampering. So tell us more. What's going on and what is the story there? No, you're absolutely right, Rakesh. So it's funny, wasn't it? A couple of series in a row, 2006. We're not talking about 2010, but we had a separate issue with the no balls. There was a couple of series in a row where there's controversies when Pakistan came here. But certainly that one that you talk about, 2006, um, Daryl Hare was the umpire and he'd accused the Pakistanis of maybe tampering with the ball. And obviously the Pakistanis were deeply upset. And after, I think it was T, they refused to come back on the field. The, the match was actually awarded to um, to England. But... Um, much later the ICC looked at that I think Pakistan appealed and they sort of made it into a draw having been awarded an English thing Um, but after looking at it again and looking at the rules and actually if you don't come out onto the field you are forfeiting the match um, there was a U-turn and then the the original decision went back so that is an example Prakash of the ICC looking at what uh, how things have unfolded again. That's unprecedented. You could argue what happened with England, New Zealand's unprecedented a tie and then a tie. The rules are there, but sometimes common sense has to be used because you can't. As much as the rules are there to sort of and the spirit of the game to cover almost every uh, eventuality, I think it's impossible to say when someone sits down and write the rules that's going to cover X, Y, Z. I mean, no one is actually expecting. Um, 
a player to be accused of tampering for a, for a team to go off. In the same way, no one's actually thinking a match is going to be tied and then the Super Over is going to be tied. So I think when that happens, that's when you use common sense. That's when you keep playing Super Overs or you share the trophy. So where does that result stand now? So initially, Pakistan was considered forfeiting the match. So England won. And so, where uh, does it stand the, now? England were awarded the game, but nearly two years later, the ICC turned the result into a draw but then did a U-turn the following year and restated the original uh, original result, meaning I believe that England would be the winners as it was originally. The other point, just to look at, I mean, we have said numerous times on, on this podcast, Prakash, that had New Zealand been India, had it been Australia, you know, who or, it, or England, who were in that position where the match was tied, Super Over was tied, and they actually haven't got the trophy would there not have been a fuss kicked up both by the boards, understandably so, and by the fans in their country? And if you look at this result, it was given a draw, but then later gone back to... Uh, if you look at the rules, you probably would say that's on balance, but actually it has gone in England's favour. So you do wonder there, again, is a result going ultimately in favour of the big three. So that's just some food for thought as well there, Prakash. You know, a couple of things you said stand out in this whole discussion. One is common sense. You know, there are situations when which go beyond the rules. So common sense should come in and take its place in that case. So that was definitely standing out uh, from what you said. And actually, Prakash, just to add to that, just to sort of, you know, um, it goes back to what you said at the beginning. When we're saying all that we're saying, when we're doing what we're doing, I keep going back to it, it's for justice, for what's right. And actually, that includes for the sake of England fans. Because, you know, we, we do feel sorry for a lot of those people as well. You know, I've not had that moment. You know, I was, I was actually speaking to my dad the other day, just in general about sport. He loves cricket, he loves tennis. And he made a really good point. He said that, you know, if you had a, a Wimbledon final in tennis and one of the players, let's say, had a, a really bad illness or, um, you know, let's say a back injury or a loose motion or whatever, and they couldn't play the Wimbledon final. All of a sudden, another player, because there's no teams in tennis, so the other player has become the Wimbledon champion. You know, uh, That actually happened yesterday in the Cincinnati tournament in the tennis where Naomi Osaka had a hamstring injury, didn't play the final, and Victoria Azarenka became the champion. Now, she is the champion, and you do accept the fact that she's a champion, but I know there's no crowds, but the satisfaction that she would have got wouldn't be the same as not playing the final. And if there'd been a crowd, I know there isn't at the moment behind closed doors, they also would have been almost deprived of that kind of moment, you know, seeing their player, her fans win. They saw her winning, lifting the trophy, but not actually having... Now, at least we can accept that if one person in tennis, although there's that satisfaction not there, at least if one person doesn't turn up for the final or can't play, then that's probably the way to do it. But the satisfaction of the crowd is what my dad was relating it to. They would have been robbed of it in the tennis with the player not turning up for the final. And almost the England fans have been robbed of that same satisfaction. Yes, they got a final, but actually the conclusion was so unsatisfactory. And actually not more than unsatisfactory, Prakash. It was so confusing, wasn't it? If England fans at the stadium didn't know the result, Ross Taylor, who was playing in the match, didn't know the final result. Mark Ramprakash, an ex-England batsman and England coach at the time, didn't know the result. Then how is it, you know, how can we explain that to new people? So I thought that was a very good, slightly different, but I thought the comparison in terms of the satisfaction that the fans are losing was a very, very good one. That's an excellent comparison, Aaron. That's an excellent comparison by your dad. Let's close this discussion with that one key word that came out uh, of that discussion, which is satisfaction. You know, there is satisfaction on the ground in the moment. And then there is satisfaction over time. 
looking back at a moment you're proud of as a nation. So we know there was not much of a satisfaction on the ground in the moment. There was confusion, as Mark Ram Prakash also said. But there is still the other thing that you can look back at that moment and at least be satisfied with it, be proud of it. That's not there and that is something which can still be fixed. And when you hear things like this, what you mentioned about Mark Ram Prakash, you clearly see the difference that the result may be indicated in the history books one way right now. But even in his head, a player's head, you know, he has that conflict. Think about that. If he was thinking that New Zealand has won the match and now he has the trophy, well, there's a big conflict. You may try to cover it outside, but it's going to remain there inside. That's the thing we have to, that satisfaction has to come in the long run. And and that satisfaction is not just for the England fans, Aaron. It's for the fans of the game. You know, everyone, when they talk about this game, somewhere there is that sense of dissatisfaction inside. And that's not with England cricket. That's not with, uh, you know, anyone in particular. That's with the rules of the game and that's with how ICC has handled this so far. If you are ICC, if you believe that you are the leader of the game, then you have to act like that. Take that ownership of the game and fix what can be fixed. So that's what this is about. And I want to thank you very much, Aaron, for bringing these uh, critical elements to the story. These are very important points. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Gully Boys of Cricket. I will see you on the next episode of Season 2, The State of World Cricket.